Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology and You. I'm Alice. And I'm Maxine. And today we're going to give you some information on what these upcoming eclipses are. We have the first on October 25th and the second on November 8th. Yeah, and these eclipses are happening across the signs of Taurus and Scorpio. This is not the first set of eclipses that have happened in this sign. They've been ongoing for about a year now. Uh, But yeah, we're going to go into what to expect a little more in depth here than we did in our October forecast episode. Yeah, and eclipses just, we'll get into all of that, but they really can be so transformational if you know how to work with them. So if you are wanting to create some change for yourself, this can be a really fruitful time for that. Yeah, eclipses totally change up the energy of what you're experiencing, and they kind of set you off on a new direction for the next six months. So huge technique I use for timing events in astrology, and we actually have this whole eclipse workshop we created last year um, when the first Taurus Scorpio eclipses started happening. So you can still get that and learn how to locate exactly where the eclipses are in your chart to figure out kind of what's going on for you, where you're experiencing the most changes right now. Yeah, to get even more specifics to your unique chart, especially if you do have planets in Taurus and Scorpio. I know I have my sun and moon there and I'm feeling these really, really big and it's so helpful knowing what these are all about. Yeah, like I cannot stress enough like how much I use eclipses to time events in people's lives. Like it's like number one timing technique to just understand where your focus is, what's going through major transformation and, and development in your life right now. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Yeah, they're huge in readings, like really help mark those key themes. So if you want to know yours, we will link the Eclipse Masterclass below for you. Um, But we will kind of put an end to that at the end of the year. So now through 2022, you can get that. But afterward, we're going to discontinue that. Yeah, and hopefully we'll come back with an Aries Libra Eclipse Workshop, but we'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Alice, let's let's give a little life update. I feel like we haven't done that in a while before we get into the episode. Yeah, we really haven't. Um, so I would say, do you want to focus on like Mars and Gemini? Like that's such a longer transit and like what's been happening mm-hmm. for us. Like it's in my 11th house. So I've really noticed like having more connections with friends, growing my astrology community. And part of that is I... I'm launching, well, by the time this comes out, my trip to Italy for next summer will have launched, which is major 11th house themes of like gathering people together. (laughs) Yeah. It's so literal because it's honestly about Mars taking action on this dream that you've had for a while. You've wanted to host a retreat or a trip astrology theme for quite a while yeah like I I never thought it would happen this fast like I thought this was like a five to ten year pipe dream that I would have to like spend months figuring out the details for (laughs) but this company Trova came in and they're like we plan the whole trip Um, you get a percentage and you get to host the trip Um, but we do all the complicated stuff for you so I was like great we're going to Italy and I'm forcing you (laughs) to put these astrology um, locations into the itinerary because at first they were like this is our itinerary it's all like food and wine tasting and I'm like no like we're going to the tarot garden we're (laughs) going to see this church with an astrology um, floor 
on the like nave of the oh, church. So, cool. so I like made sure those were included in this. Is that the church that you went to this past summer with like Scorpio hidden behind a column? Yeah. So there's one in Rome <laughs> that we're going to. And then also I found another one in Florence that has it too. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Okay, wait. So how can people sign up? Okay, so hopefully there will still be some spots left by the time this comes out on Monday. Um, But I will link it in the show notes. It just takes you to my trip page where you can reserve your spot. And you only have to pay 25% of the trip cost up front. It's not like you have to spend all this money at once to lock in your spot on the trip. Oh, that's nice. Okay, I love that. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I want to go. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Oh, I can't wait for 2023. Oh, I love that. What have you been noticing with Mars in Gemini, your first house, like your rising sign? Oh my gosh. It is. <laughs> it's it's awesome. I feel like I have way more energy for sure than when it was in the 12th house. But I have noticed that it's really had me rethinking where I'm directing my energy and what I'm investing it in. And also, I feel like it's made me a lot more, especially related to my business and like what I want to offer. I feel like I have so many things that I want to share, but um, it's it's learning to be like, okay, but what do other people want to me to create? Not just like what lights me up as much, like kind of finding the balance there. Yeah, like reeling it in because Mars transiting the first house can be so much like, I want this to happen now and I want to do this and this and like so like headstrong. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have so many different ideas for things I want to offer and share. And I feel like I have the energy to do it, which is awesome. But um, my human design course, which I had just launched, um, we talked about it last podcast, but I actually restructured it and gave it a whole makeover because the feedback I was getting from people was that they really wanted to learn human design for me, but they wanted it to be like a more kind of like a more intro level or not really intro, but like a more comprehensive and shorter course. Whereas before I had a three month program like <laughs> one-on-ones with me. <laughs> like a little too ambitious. <laughs> it was, it, it's so funny because I'm so Scorpio moon about everything I do too. Like let's give you every detail you'd ever want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so trying to focus more on how I can best serve, I guess. And like, um, focusing more on my moon circles again and all of that. So, so yeah, (laughs) that's like a, that's something you definitely have to learn working for yourself is like what works, Mm -hmm. what doesn't, what do people actually want from you versus what lights you up? Like having that balance there. Oh my gosh. Yes, definitely. And I feel like it's been such a good lesson that way too, on actually pausing to wait out a little more and see what like navigating how I can best share and package what I know to help people the most um but yeah so if you did want to get my course um it has had a whole makeover like I said (laughs) and it's entirely self-paced now it's um more focused on what you need to know to read a human design chart so um you can still sign up and still get a discount and I'll put the info below as well Yes, perfect. Okay, so let's get into the episode for today, eclipses. For anyone that doesn't know anything about eclipses, first let's go over what is an eclipse and like what happens when an eclipse takes place. Okay, yeah, so technical kind of definition of an eclipse is that 
they are supercharged new or full moons and they typically happen in pairs around six months apart yeah so they'll be basically the eclipses are happening in signs that are opposite one another so right now they're in taurus and scorpio those signs are opposite one another in the zodiac and then next year they'll transition into aries and libra but before taurus scorpio they were in sagittarius gemini so it's always taking place Mm -hmm. across these pairs of signs and there's they come two at a time so during the month when it's like Taurus or Scorpio season, instead of a new moon or a full moon that month in those signs, you're going to get a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse. Yeah, exactly. And so it's really helpful to know that when eclipses do come, they're, like we said at the start, going to help you to maybe make changes or transform some area of life. But yeah, they're basically these really powerful new and full moons. Yeah, and the way... You can tell that it's not going to be a new moon or a full moon, that it's going to be a solar or a lunar eclipse is by checking to see like where the nodes are transiting at the moment. So right now the north node is moving through Taurus, the south node is moving through Scorpio. And during Taurus Scorpio season, the new moon and full moon are taking place within 15 degrees of these nodes. So whenever there's a full moon or a new moon taking place within 15 degrees of the north and south nodes, you can know that there's always going to be an eclipse. Yeah, and understanding that when the eclipses happen, I mean, you don't have to just look at your chart and figure it out that way. You can just know like, okay, the eclipses are up and coming on the 25th. And then on November 8th. So obviously, like you'll hear about them too, but look for those horseshoe looking symbols in your transits because that will point to when there's the new and full moon close, it triggers the eclipse to happen. Also, like just like as a bonus thing, I wanted to mention, like if you're looking at just your birth chart and you know where your north and south nodes are in your birth chart, that you can know that that's where the eclipses were taking place the year you were born. So maybe that'll help like, grounded a little more yeah exactly so like for me for example I was born when the nodes were in Taurus and Scorpio so it's a more significant eclipse season for me yeah yeah that is yeah that happens around the age of like 28 for everyone and then again in other years too yeah without getting too much yeah yeah but (laughs) um but yeah so basically the eclipses themselves that's a little bit of like the technicalities for it but they really do help you in creating this, this new chapter in some way or helping you to kind of create some shift in what was happening before the eclipses and then entering this new six months chapter. Yeah, so wherever they're happening in your chart, like the houses ruled by Taurus and Scorpio, that's where you're experiencing the most like major endings or major new beginnings or just having really important realizations about like adjustments you need to make in those areas of your life. And it'll be across two houses, the houses ruled by Taurus and Scorpio. Yeah, and this is why, just to give an example of that, oftentimes in readings, I'll see people who are, you know, moving homes and getting a new job at the same time because the eclipses are lighting up their fourth house of home and their 10th house of career, as an example. Yeah, like that's like me. It's like I'm having major career (laughs) developments and I'm also moving, but like still feel like there's probably another move in there too. So we'll see if that happens again. Yeah, because like the eclipses take place across about two years in that same set of signs. So there may be like multiple changes that go on in that area of your life. Like 
there's not just one career change, but there's like a whole sequence of events that happen within your career to set you off in a different direction. That's just one example. Mm, they build off one another. So it's kind of like, and this is why it's so important because oftentimes I'll get people wondering, well, how come I haven't had a move yet? Or how come I haven't had progress in this area of my life or change? But it's because these eclipses, they build off one another. And so it might be these eclipses come and stir something up that's an obvious outward external manifestation, like you move homes. Or it's this internal shift of being like, oh, I really want to move homes or some other theme related to like your inner world maybe or things like that. But that helps you to get to the next level once once the next eclipses come, for example. Yeah, like usually right as the eclipses are, sh- the nodes and the eclipses are shifting into like a new set of signs, um, you start to feel kind of like restless in that area of your life. Like I need a change. I like could do something different here, but I'm not sure Um, what to do quite yet and then by the time those nodes are finally shifting out of that eclipse cycle and into the next set of signs like they're about to do next year when they go into Aries and Libra out of Taurus and Scorpio then you're finally like okay I've seen so much growth go on here over the past two years Um, I know more about what this area of life is like and I've made those changes but at the start it's often unclear of what you need to be doing there. Mm-hmm. And that's why these eclipses I'm really looking forward to more. I know sometimes people fear eclipses, but and they do bring to some extent this kind of chaotic energy because it's shaking up a lot. So a lot comes to the surface or a lot of unknown or unexpected things can happen. But when you see beyond that to see, okay, like where change is happening now, down the line I'll look back and I will have been almost, you know, you see the bigger picture or you even are grateful for that thing because it set you off in a totally different direction. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And just to look back at these specific Taurus Scorpio ones, they first started in November of 2021. So we've already had a year of eclipses taking place in these signs. Like the first Taurus lunar eclipse happened in November 2021. And then the next set, which was both a Taurus solar eclipse and a Scorpio lunar eclipse happened at the end of April and middle of May of 2022. So just six months ago. And now we get the third round um, with a Scorpio solar eclipse and a Taurus lunar eclipse. Yeah. And so if you think back to what was happening in your life, maybe what shifts were happening back in November of 2021, a year ago, but then also thinking about was there anything in, you know, around that April 30th eclipse and May 15th eclipse in the spring that was, that came up for you or something that's still lingering that you want to resolve in some new way? Yeah, it's like revisiting those houses ruled by Taurus and Scorpio in your chart and saying like, okay, what's the next like check in here? How have I grown in that area? What needs adjustments still? How am I like seeing further developments than what was started back in either last November or April, May of this past year? Yeah. And I love how you said check-in too, because I feel often 
before eclipses, it's really interesting. Like if I give readings right before eclipses, people feel stuck. Like that is the Mm -hmm. word that always comes up. And then it's like, okay, well, I see in that chart, those eclipses are going to be bigger for them because the eclipses are like a lightning bolt. I don't know. They just really help to get things going or to see realizations or to get intuitive insights if you tap into that energy. So if you're feeling stuck right now going into these eclipses, just really know that this can be a time to get that clarity or help you to move forward. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see those changes take place right like the week that the eclipse is taking place. Like you'll see yourself leaving your job or Mm -hmm. like meeting someone significant. And sometimes it's not as obvious and it might just be like a shift in your mindset and actual events won't happen for a few weeks or a couple months after that. But you could notice that like your mindset was changing at that time or your priorities were shifting a little. Mm. Yeah, like I have an example I actually wanted to give of myself, but I actually had when there were Taurus Scorpio eclipses back in 2012, 2013, 2014. That was the last time they happened. And you might be noticing their shifts similar to that. But when I had an eclipse near my son, that was a time where I really began to like deepen my self-love for myself and I noticed how I was just not being kind to myself and all these things and then six months later after I had that internal shift of loving myself more that was when I actually got together with my now fiance so I just want to say that for people who are like oh my gosh I don't want like an inner shift like I want something I want to meet my person I want to get the job all that stuff don't underestimate those little shifts because they're not little they're huge if you lean into them Yeah, like when they were in Leo and Aquarius, I was first having those inner shifts of, I'm interested in astrology now. Like, I'm going to teach myself astrology. I feel like something's changing within me, and I feel a lot more, like, inclined to pursue spiritual type activities. And then, then, like, two sets of eclipses later, also in Leo and Aquarius, I was having that concrete change of leaving my job to be an astrologer but something like Mm. that couldn't have taken place at the first set of eclipses because I had to like have that internal shift like you were saying first yeah because you had to actually find even the thing that interested you and dive into astrology more in that case yeah I also like how you brought up that the last time these Scorpio Taurus eclipses happened was in 2012 through 2014 so if you do want to get an idea of like maybe some of you were too young to like have similar stuff apply to you like I was in college so I didn't really like have the career energy back then it didn't really apply to me um but I definitely notice similar themes coming up with like changes in the family and emotional stuff with the fourth house eclipses so seeing how there might be like a tie between what happened back then to what's happening to you now right because also even if back then you can think of something that was somehow related. It's more so the themes that were coming up and changes there. So if you think back and maybe you had a negative experience in a relationship, don't worry that that will repeat itself. It's more so you're learning to change your experience with relationships based on what you've learned since then. Yeah, like if you had a super bad year at some point between 2012 to 2014, don't like freak out that it's going to be a repeat because other transits were different at that same time. Like Saturn was also in Scorpio in 2013, 2014. So it's always going to be a little different. Yeah. And actually, let's let's get into also themes related to Taurus and Scorpio, because because we've been talking about these eclipses, but they're not only bringing up tons of change, but they're more specific for everyone. 
like more generally speaking, there's similar themes we'll all experience. Yeah, like you're going to get those specific themes of the houses in your chart ruled by Taurus and Scorpio. So like for some people it'll be about home or career while other people it'll be about like self-growth, relationship growth. But looking at like how Taurus and Scorpio will affect like the world at large, if we think about Taurus themes, I think about like money, financial resources, um, like home and also security. Whereas you think about Scorpio and it's like a lot of like inner transformation, um, learning to share your life with someone else, um, like psychology, themes of like life and mm-hmm. death or more taboo topics. So having like a balance between those going on for a lot of people. Mm. It's interesting because Taurus and Scorpio on the surface have a lot that's not in common, right? Mm -hmm. Like Taurus is, does not like change. And then Scorpio loves change as an example. But so there is kind of a push pull between those two areas of your life. But I think when you have these eclipses, you might notice if you're someone who's more inclined to hold on to things past their expiration date, you're probably going to get a kind of kick in the butt when it comes to like, okay, I have to distance myself from this person or I need to allow myself to let that go. Or if you're someone who like always is changing, you're going to be like, hey, actually, it's okay to be calm. It's okay to stay in this job. Like I actually like it. It gives me security, you know? So I think that's a big thing I've noticed coming up for people collectively too. I think like both of these signs have a lot to do with control and I know you said like Scorpio likes change but I really feel like Scorpio only likes change when it's on their own terms so like with eclipses it's not often like predictable what might happen in your life which makes it just difficult to have eclipses and fixed signs in general like also Leo and Aquarius too it's it's like you're kind of like having to like release this stuff maybe like before you're ready for it you know Mm, Yeah, there's definitely a control piece (laughs) to both of these signs that they have in common. So that definitely can be, when it comes to change, a little bit tricky to navigate. But I think maybe that's why I'm an astrologer because I have Taurus and Scorpio so big in my chart. It really does help to know that change is inevitable. Like it's going to come up and the timing Mm -hmm. of that usually comes up with eclipses. Like that's one big moment of change so it's helpful to work with that and see how yeah you can create more of a balance between like holding on and letting go or like those kind of themes coming up another one we were talking about before we got on this recording was like the theme of material growth for spiritual growth like if we're thinking Mm -hmm. of like Taurus eclipses it's like how can I have more stability in this area of my life how can I make things more secure or bring in more money or um, diversify my income um, or like be smart about what I'm investing into whereas like Scorpio is more about like with the South Node eclipses in Scorpio, it's like releasing everything that's like holding you back and like having this spiritual growth where you're tapping into, I don't know, certain behaviors or patterns you want to transform and you're shedding like everything that just isn't making sense anymore for you. Definitely with Scorpio, there's this huge theme of of like, I've, I've been saying letting go, but I love how you mentioned that too, because it is about transfer transformation or transmuting old energies. Like maybe forgiveness comes up, changing 
a feeling that you have of you know resentment into something of like compassion or making bigger shifts like that definitely comes up with Scorpio and I feel like at the same time Taurus the eclipses there are going to help us to ground ourselves too so like yeah material security growing that but also just finding more peace more pleasure like letting ourselves relax a little bit more I'm so feeling that thing you said about Scorpio about (laughs) just like going back to like mindsets that are just like ingrained in you but really need to be released or worked on more um so that would be interesting to see like what mindsets need to be like shifted in the Scorpio house of your chart like for me it's a lot of family stuff coming up and like deeper emotional like stuff surrounding the past and childhood it's like how can I look at that and develop a like healthier perspective yeah shadow work is huge and also healing and rebirth in that area of life ruled by Scorpio in your chart specifically so that might be coming up and I also feel like sometimes with these eclipses I've noticed there's this sense of like what you knew allowing yourself to be open to a totally different perception or reality so like if you've always known relationships for example like romantic relationships to be some way you can let yourself release that hold that that narrative had on you and Mm -hmm. it it really helps you to do that in warp speed Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely being less stubborn being more open to change and like looking at things differently Yeah. And I would say too, like the last thing I wanted to make sure I mentioned was with Taurus, I also think it has this kind of quality where you're with the holding on and letting go, like that whole thing we've talked, touched on when it comes to your goals, maybe seeing how you have been really determined and working toward one thing, but where do you have to kind of transform that or step back and see how you can be redirected? You know, maybe there's something else that wants to be created through you. Especially because like Uranus is involved with the Taurus eclipses. So it's like, it's not that stable, really. Um, It's like wanting to be stable, but also having to be like open to things not going your way. Yes, things not going your way. That is definitely something coming up. And just kind of being okay with like, you know, you might not have total control over the situation, but how can you make sure that you're not trying to control things that are totally out of your control like you can control your attitude toward things but you can't control other people show up like Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. that's a good point okay so I want to get into like the more nitty-gritty details of each eclipse (laughs) so we start off the cycle of eclipses with a solar eclipse in Scorpio on October 25th and that takes place at two degrees of Scorpio so right at the start of Scorpio season what um what makes this one unique Yeah, so it's conjunct Venus, and it's a south node eclipse. So I feel like when we were looking at this, Alice, we were like, maybe the October 25th will be a lot more pleasant. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So even though we mentioned when we were talking about the Scorpio eclipse, like the themes related to Scorpio, this need for transformation, maybe some healing happening, those kind of things, I do feel like it is really great for relationships, especially intimate relationships. The thing about like a solar eclipse, though, is that you can kind of like compare it to a new moon where a new moon, yeah, is great for like having these brand new beginnings. So maybe a brand new relationship comes up in the months that follow or brand new career opportunity. But it can also be like bigger endings where you're closing out one chapter and that can be difficult. So I'd say some emotions that may come up with a Scorpio 
solar eclipse, especially conjunct the south node, is like you have to release something first to get to your next like destination. Mm. Yeah, needing to see like reframing some endings as these beautiful new p- potential of possibilities, you know, so a new beginning coming from sometimes painful endings. That's definitely. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that for sure. But I also think sometimes with solar eclipses, kind of to your point, Alice, you don't always know what that new start is or there's mm-hmm. a lot of uncertainty. So it can kind of make you feel like a little unstable or on shaky ground. Yeah, like going back to the last solar eclipse we had in Taurus on April 30th, like I didn't see really concrete results from that until like three to four Mm. months out from that eclipse. It wasn't like I got all these new opportunities right at April 30th or early May. It was like, no, I had to wait and see what that new beginning really was about. And that took a few months. Mm, So patience with this for sure. Um, And also to allowing yourself to kind of have faith and however that looks at looks like for you but I feel like also being conjunct Venus it's like it's gonna take its sweet time (laughs) potentially I know I have like a little more hope for this like the Venus I really hope gives some good like more pleasant type energy I don't know like how pleasant though but just considering the last time we had solar and lunar eclipses in Scorpio it was a Saturn conjunction I'm like because Saturn was in Scorpio at that time I'm like Venus has to be better than Saturn you know (laughs) yeah yeah definitely more just more pleasant overall for the October 25th eclipse and maybe feeling much more optimistic about a new beginning in your life yeah okay so that's the solar eclipse um the lunar eclipse is a little different because it tends to bring up a lot more activity. But the lunar eclipse takes place in Taurus on November 8th, and it's going to be at 16 degrees of Taurus. Yeah, and whereas the solar eclipse we just talked about, that's a supercharged new moon. The November 8th eclipse, that's a supercharged full moon. So there, it, there is kind of this, like Alice said, more activity happening, or also being able to just get some area of your life illuminated, get more realizations, or being able to reflect and kind of see where you're headed, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like whatever you've been working on in that Taurus ruled house of your chart just is becoming a lot more visible. And it's like a culmination of like, I put in all this effort here for the last six months since that solar eclipse in Taurus on April 30th. And now that we're at the lunar eclipse, I can finally show off what I've been doing or I'm finally seeing results from maybe the new habits I've been implementing or the different mindset I've been approaching dating with. And now I'm dating someone or getting that final like job change. So it tends to bring up like a lot more activity, like I said. Yeah, a lot more activity for sure. Also feeling with with that eclipse, just feeling a lot more of a realization of where to go moving forward. So I feel like it can show you in the moment how far you've come or it might be like, oh my gosh, I now have this insight that's going to be so helpful and also super great for letting go, like kind of getting closure, clearing from the past and feeling a lot more I don't want to say at ease with it because of this eclipse, so maybe we can get into that. Um, but definitely coming, everything coming to a head. The fact that it's a lunar eclipse conjunct the North Node means probably making realizations and having that like moment of insight, like you were just saying, about what you need to further grow and develop into rather than like releasing with the South Node eclipse. This is more like, what do I want to develop more? 
Definitely. And at the same time, it will also be not only a North Node eclipse, but we have we have a lot of oh other things going on. So we have the moon conjunct Uranus. We have a square, T-square with Saturn. And the sun is going to be conjunct Mercury. So... This just like yeah. <laughs> screams like anxious, unsettled energy to me. Like <laughs> I am like sun Mercury alone, not even like you, this is like the mo- most minor aspect of that eclipse. But if we just had sun Mercury <laughs> yeah. alone, that's like often like the busiest time period of like um, that month where it's just yeah. like your mind is racing. There's so much stuff you have to have going on. There's so much communication going on with other people. And then the fact that the moon is conjunct Uranus is just like a feeling of like being unsettled or just like unsure of what's next or having kind of like surprise changes or developments take place. I'm I'm laughing as you're saying that because I resonate with it so much because we're actually recording this podcast with the moon conjunct Uranus like it's been in Taurus the past two days when we recorded it so it's funny because I actually just realized the next time that this happens it will be the eclipse and I've already felt so anxious (laughs) so yeah before we started recording this you're like I don't know my energy right now and I was like yeah (laughs) the moon is conjunct Uranus (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, if you are feeling anxious with this eclipse, that's something I think that's something that we've just all been feeling, especially with Mars as well and Gemini. And I'm getting off track, but like for this eclipse on November 8th, definitely go on a walk in nature, do your yoga, whatever you need to really ground yourself, because it definitely can be a little bit tricky energy if you're someone who's prone to like being more anxious. The aspect with Uranus too is like just expect change probably to happen in the house world by Taurus. Like maybe it's change you've expected or maybe it's something you've wanted to happen for a while and you're finally getting the opportunity to um, make that switch or have something happen there. So it doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but sometimes it can be unpredictable. Like you didn't anticipate that development happening. I love that you brought that up because actually Uranus with eclipses, I love that energy together because yes, it's unexpected, but when you kind of go into the eclipses preparing for the unexpected, I I find the energy of Uranus really pairs well with the eclipses because eclipses bring sudden change and so does Uranus. So it's like Mm -hmm. almost a double dose for that second one. Yeah. And then also the moon is squaring Saturn. So it makes that T-square with Saturn um, and I feel like this is also, you have that um, element of the lunar eclipse of making realizations about something you want to change or how you can develop an area of your life further. But having Saturn in there means that that may be a tough realization where you're like, oh, shoot, I need to face the reality of this situation. Um, I really need to get serious about having better structure in this area of my life or cutting out like anything that doesn't have like long-term potential or, or or is going somewhere so maybe that's like you realizing the person you're dating isn't like for you and there's no future there or kind of coming to the realization that your job is not what you thought it was and you can't continue with it so it's not always like the happiest realizations when Saturn's involved yeah the image that came to mind when you were saying that Alice like just with the square to Saturn here it's pumping the brakes (laughs) kind of being like okay you know what we're actually wanting to look at it over the long term whatever that goal is or whatever that area of life that's lit up with the eclipse you might kind of be rethinking what you actually want to 
like I don't know go on a road trip with <laughs> like what mm-hmm, is it that mm-hmm. you actually want to bring with you and what is just like some dead weight that you just need to leave behind mm-hmm. yeah I don't want to scare anyone with this because like the last Scorpio lunar eclipse so we had a Scorpio lunar eclipse in middle of May and that one was also square Saturn so like it's not gonna be like this huge like negative event probably but um going back to that time frame maybe to get an idea Yeah, it can even be as simple as needing to set boundaries with someone in your Mm -hmm. life or needing to be more clear with your boss on what you actually want or to, you know, in some way create a routine for yourself or something like that. So it can just be giving yourself more structure or communicating more clearly, even if that's not light and fluffy and people don't like it, you still have to say it for your own mental well-being even. I would also say another thing that's going to come up at this time frame is just working a lot, like when Saturn's when Saturn's involved with transiting planets like the sun and moon making a square to Saturn at this time usually there's a lot of like pressing responsibilities on you that you have to handle and manage so probably expecting this time to be work heavy yeah it really just depends on like what specific themes are coming up for you so as we said at the start look to see what houses you have Taurus and Scorpio in and that will at least give you an initial look at those themes to lean into more yeah Okay, I'd say that covers both of like the specific eclipses. Um, But we wanted to reiterate, like just because you don't have Taurus or Scorpio planets in your chart, that doesn't mean you aren't feeling these eclipses because everyone has a house, two houses in their chart. One is ruled by Taurus, Mm -hmm. one is ruled by Scorpio. They're opposite to one another. And those are where the eclipses are going to be falling for you. So themes related to those houses will be brought up very strongly in your life at this time. Yeah. So for example, let's say you have your 11th house empty or like, you know, quote unquote, you don't see planets there. But if you have an eclipse there, that actually might help you to support you in finding friendships or to create more of a community for yourself. Whereas that might not be a huge thing that you have a lot of focus on ordinarily. These eclipses could really put more emphasis there and support you. Yeah, I can't stress how important it is to locate the house where the eclipses are going on for you. Um, But if you do have Taurus Scorpio planets in your chart, like if you have your sun in Scorpio or Taurus, that is major. Like when you have an eclipse take place in the sign of your sun, um, just like giving the sun as an example, that one, it's just like tapping into different sides of your identity that can be like huge life changes or maybe more recognition or attention from other people. So that would be pretty big for you, probably more major than it is for someone else, but it, not to say it doesn't matter for everyone else. Exactly. So I have my son in Taurus and I've been noticing this in a huge way. Like you just, you can't ignore the changes that are coming up and it's usually really, really, you just feel it in all areas of your life. <laughs> yeah. Like for example, just to ground this, like your Taurus son, the last set of Taurus solar eclipses, you move to a different country after mm-hmm. those eclipses. Like that's a huge life change. So some like just taking that kind of consideration, that kind of thing into consideration if you have like your luminaries in Taurus or in Scorpio or if you're Taurus Scorpio rising. Yeah, exactly. And um, also too, though, if you have like Alice, you've been having a ton of change and that's because you have your angles in Taurus Scorpio. Yeah, eclipses on your angle. So your ascendant, your descendant, your mid heaven, your IC, those are also going to be pretty major too. Um, so 
also like the angular houses of your chart first fourth seventh tenth those will probably be more like noticeable in like visible changes going on in your life like oh that person changed their career path that person got into a relationship um or they like totally made this huge shift in their life that we're all seeing now that usually is happening when the eclipses are in those more prominent parts of your chart oh my gosh there's so much more we could touch on too (laughs) but um if you if you do want to learn more with us we have an amazing master class Um, We'll link it below, as we had said, and you'll learn more specifics of what these Taurus Scorpio eclipses are bringing up for you. Yes, and that will be available until December 31st of this year. So if you want to get it now and you still want a little time to watch it, you'll have until then, but then it is gone. So get it now and you (laughs) will further your knowledge in learning how to time major life changes for yourself and for other people. Yes. I can't stress how key eclipses are. (laughs) Yes. I feel like we talk about that a lot, but they really just are are such a special thing to learn about. And this eclipse workshop will help you understand even future eclipses, how you might apply that. So yeah, we'll link that below as we said, and hopefully you learned a lot from this episode. If you're (laughs) noticing huge themes come up, um, yeah, I'd be so curious to know. (laughs) Yes. Well, this was so much fun. Um, We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.